I guess it wasn't really a, a light bulb moment. I think it was a more around the fact of realising what our farm system was and realising what the opportunities were to, I guess, cut back on inputs that cost money to drive production. And we realised then that we probably spent quite a lot of time drenching, but there was probably always the doubt of or the reason of why. New Zealand sheep and beef farmers rank resistance of parasites to drench as one of their major animal production challenges. We simply can't drench our way out of drench resistance. So welcome to the Parasite Chronicles. This is your chance to hear firsthand on how New Zealand farmers have embraced a low or reduced drench route. So make sure listening to this series is your action plan on being wiser to those worm burdens on farm. I'm Sarah Perriam Lamb. I'll be your host taking you across the country to meet sheep and beef farmers with a range of farm sizes and systems to learn how you too can use management tools to create robust animals in the face of parasite pressures. Radio, let's crank into this episode of the Parasite Chronicles and we're heading to North Canterbury near Colverdon where Dave McKenzie's farming at Mount Montrose Estate, a sheep and beef breeding finishing farm in North Canterbury. Dave was one of the 17 farmers involved in the Massey University-led Beef and Lamb New Zealand research study into farmers using reduced drench. He intensively manages his beef steers from weaning to 500 kilos under pivot irrigation and tries to have low drench input. In this episode, we aim to learn how Dave is reducing the reliance on drench on farm, what's motivating him, his learnings along the way, and how he's going about it. So, best person to tell us uh, and set the scene, particularly Dave, let's start with just the uniqueness of your operation, particularly around uh, your farm system and the climate you're farming in, etc. Afternoon, Sarah. Yes, we farm between Colverton and Hamner Springs. We're a property of 65% cattle to 35% sheep ratio so we've got a high cattle ratio here which is a little bit unusual to a lot of farms i guess that's where um the reduce reducing of drench came in um, especially around our sheep operation with being able to cross graze and realize that we could actually cut our reliance on drench we farm um really a reasonably um strong breeding uh, philosophy around it's all about mum um, and when we've got the opportunity to we do take on or hold on to a few stock but we really um, treasure you condition and cow condition throughout the whole year. Dave talk us through the journey of uh, your reliance on drench and pulling back. I guess um, it wasn't really a, a light bulb moment I, I think it was a more around the fact of realising what our farm system was and realising realizing what the opportunities were to, I guess, cut back on inputs that that um, cost money to drive production. And we realised then that um, we probably spent quite a lot of time um, drenching, but there was probably always the doubt of or the reason of why. So I guess it was um, using expertise. We used um, PDG Wrightson's national vet, Andrew Dowling, who came on board. Um, and I guess he firmed up what we were thinking of, you know, why are you doing this when you've got these cattle numbers and you can actually run ewe lambs on clean pastures, groomed by cattle. Um, Your ewes are are typically in very good condition, therefore hold a lot of resilience themselves to worms. 
So that, I guess, gave us a little bit of confidence to um, say, well, actually, let's trust ourselves, let's trust what we've been told and try it. And then it just came down to observation, making sure that we were still meeting growth rates on, on our stock. Um, our stock was still in good condition, scanning rates, weaning weights and all those things. And I guess, so it was, it was, a, it was a piecing together of the puzzle, but I guess it was also trusting our system and, and trusting um, a, a little bit of um, gut feel around what we should or shouldn't be doing in, in, that, in that area. It's, it is really unique and interesting around cattle management um, and the ratios you've, you've explained. So what have you found in terms of the ideal covers of pulling cattle out and putting those ewe lambs in and, and finding that fine balance with the season too? It's, it's, um, I don't know how much planning goes into that. Um, I guess with, you know, with, with the high, we run, um, we carve 850 cows. So we've got a, a high, high number of big mouths. And I guess it's, um, once the season starts to roll, we tend to find with with those cows that there's always you know um, blocks where we can go with with the ewe lambs, and it's being flexible with where you go with them. Um, actually, just setting up with the cows and then and then following. And sometimes you'll go out to to put them in you know a certain paddock and realise that actually that's gone a bit too far, and and you you know you'll you'll um, go realise there's some there's somewhere better. Um, and then it's a, a matter, I guess, of of really making sure that you keep chasing that quality with those lambs and behind the cows. Mm. So, so how long has it been in terms of the change over time? We've been on the low drench use for about ten years now. Um, we've been on this property for almost fourteen. Um, so, yeah, quite quite a while. Um, and it seems to be that the more you, the longer you go, the easier I guess it becomes to just trust that and and realise that um, the wheels aren't going to fall off. You are able to to hopefully you know um, get by. And it's interesting the what the sheep look like. Or quite often tells you a story, but probably the scales and body condition scoring tell you a bigger one. What have you noticed over time with farmers' attitude towards Drench, but also that confidence and and weaning off. I think um, it, probably in the last two to three, farmers have become a lot more wary of drench resistance and overuse of drench. Um, but then I guess it's the the next step of of how to cut the drench use, and it's it's not n- normally one just one single thing. And I think probably the biggest one I think where we get in favour is is chasing weaning weight on ewes and being happy to sell a lot of lambs off mum um, at as at as good a weight as we can. And so really really target weaning weight. Therefore we're not carrying a whole lot of lambs um, through that sort of Christmas to um, March, April period, where tend to be lower growth rates and and high, you know, a high worm burden through your property with with that many small, um, you know, with that many lambs on. And so, therefore, for those that are um, a higher ratio and carrying them through, I mean, how would you balance those decisions in terms of the cost of carrying them through? versus the reality of um, getting them away early is probably the better option. Is it 
very climatic, the, the reason you've got that particularly ratio? Is it just your preference? Uh, probably as much as anything, I guess it's a, a preference and, and fortunate with this the high cattle ratio that um, we still have a lot of mouths on through that summer. But I guess it's, it's a really hard one to change, isn't it, when you're very reliant on finishing lambs and the lamb check to actually sort of go cold turkey and cut those cut that that margin out of those lambs and therefore I guess it's it's around um, maybe changing some classes of stock and maybe you know is it are you keeping those lambs because you're not happy with the weaning weight and therefore is it a is it a one-year change where you sell quite a few lambs store to get body condition back into use to therefore wean? Um, a heavier lamb that you're that fits in your budget, and all those things are quite personal to everyone's situation. So it's a it, it's quite a hard one to answer, I guess. Mm, but the I think by what you've answered for me is that it's it's even though it's individual in, in your own context, it has to be a holistic and a longer term strategy. The moment you sort of decide, you know, we're going to wean off and be a low drench property, uh, you, you know, it's not one lever, eh? No, it's not. And I guess the big balancing act is that how long before the wheels fall off with high drench use, drench resistance, and therefore you're actually forced, your hand is forced, and you're in a situation where you've got no choice. The lambs aren't doing, no matter how many times you drench them, they still won't reach targets. Then you, you, I guess your hand is played. So if if you can sort of, I guess if you can, somehow change it, whether it's more crop, lambs on crop and things, um, whether you can slowly or quickly change before you get into that hand-forced scenario, which I think is probably um, somewhere where we, no one really wants to go. No, that's awesome advice. Thank you, Dave, very much for that. We hope this has been helpful for you and realise there is no one-size-fits-all approach. But careful ongoing monitoring, feeding, stock well and using other parasite management practices will be important. As well as of course head along to Beef and Lamb New Zealand's Knowledge Hub or wormwise.co.nz for more information. Make sure to check out all our other episodes in this series as well. Thanks for listening.